Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Listen for the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in fields of green grass and leads me to quiet pools of fresh water. He gives me new strength. He guides me in the right paths as he has promised. Even as I go through the deepest, darkest, I will not be afraid. Lord, for you are with me. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect me. You prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honored guest and fill my cup to the brim. I know that your goodness and love will be with me all my life. And your house will be my home as long as I live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Is First Presbyterian Church in a rut? I hope so. In my Friday mailer, which I hope all of you receive, you saw the sermon that I was blessed to be able to preach to the church at Luyano. And in that sermon were listed all the things that that church has done and keeps doing to make the world better in the name of Jesus the Christ and in the manner of Jesus the Christ. So they have a water ministry that they keep operating. It's fresh water that that from their tap people come and they bring their jars and they fill up their plastic jugs every day to take home to their home in the neighborhood So they have something fresh to drink. They have water at home. It's just not pure. But at the church it is. At the church they have AA meetings that meet in the evenings under the cover of that that patio. In the mornings they have women's exercise classes. On Thursday afternoon they have Tai Chi classes in which we, the delegation you sent recently, participated. And I looked like a whale doing all of that stuff. But they do these things over and over. And that's what I preached about in my sermon. The way they love the neighborhood, the way they risk, the way they give, the way they care. And Paul in his letter, um, well, uh, the the letter to the church in Thessalonica, those three people, uh, Peter and Silvanus and Timothy, were very interested in the church keeping on, keeping on those acts of mercy. Are we in a rut? Do we have things we do over and over? We've done historically for a long, long time. Are we in a rut? 
I hope we are. I hope our ministries of ELL continue. I hope our music ministries in this church continue. I hope the things we do on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday continue. I hope the carpet sale, which we're partnering with 10,000 villages to do this week, I hope that continues. I hope we get stuck in that rut. I hope that the Wednesday night program we're doing for Dream this Wednesday, just a dinner with Dream kids, I hope it takes hold. I hope we find a way to provide a weekly meal for our Dream partners and table parents and worship with our Dream family. Are we in a rut? Are we going to keep coming to Sunday school? Are we going to keep going to PW circles? Are we going to keep wondering what in the world can we change? Are we going to keep meeting in committees, going out and doing the work of the church and then coming back to committees and scratching our heads? How can we do this better? What is it that we have done and where is it God might be calling us to go now? Are we in a rut? I hope we are in a rut. Athletes get stuck in a rut. Hopefully a good rut. It's what their training teaches them. They learn about this muscle memory. The basketball player learns how to step into the crowd, back away, and put a fade away right through the net without touching the rim. And that happens. That happens with practice. And believe me, when she makes that shot, she's not thinking about it. Her body knows what's going on. She doesn't have to think with her brain. She thinks with with the fibers of her being below her neck. She's in a rut. The golfer works on on his swing, so he doesn't have to think about it anymore. That's the problem with golf. When you think about it, oh, it's a really tough game. But when you don't think about it, you're one with the ball. (laughs) Right? That's, That's being in a rut. That's being in a rut. And our athletes work for that. And psychologists on athletic teams are paid lots of money to help the team center and focus and be grounded in what you've learned, what your body knows. Not all ruts are bad. We teach our kids to brush our teeth. We, pre- we, we teach our, our closest family members not to, not to sell the church's furniture from down in the parlor. Some ruts are not bad. We teach our children to brush their hair. Uh, We teach them to go to bed at a certain time. There are things that we learn by rote that become useful to us. We memorize Scripture by rote so that it comes to us when we need it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We say when we're on that plastic chair in the emergency room sweating on a summer night, sick, wondering if we're going to make it or not, or the one behind the curtains we love so much. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I can do all things through Him who comforts me. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. These are things that come to us because we learned them by rote. We got in a rut. We learned some things about our faith, our tradition that strengthens us, that empower us, that help us through. Not all ruts are bad. Some are. They're terrible. They're plodding. They're even dangerous. But not all ruts are bad. The psalmist is talking about ruts, of of course. Lead us in paths of righteousness. In these ruts of righteousness. In right paths. Lead us in right paths. God is interested in leading us safely through this life. 
So, so do it on the path that God has helped provide for us. It's the path that leads to restoration. It is the path, by the way, that leads through the valley of the shadow of death, of course. But it is a safe path. It is a path that leads from travail to safety, from far off. It's a path that leads from far off to home. So have you ever been lost in the woods? Have you ever been wondering, hmm, I should have stayed in scouts longer. Do I go uphill and look for a vista or do I go downhill and try to find water? And then do I follow the water out, the stream into the river, into the, over the falls? How do I get out of these woods? The trail has been lost. You're wondering. You're lost. And then you find somebody's footprints and you follow them and they widen into what looks like a trail and pretty soon you are indeed on a marked trail so you know you might be gone a long time but you know that trail is going to lead somewhere that's what the psalmist is interested lead me in paths of righteousness in ruts of righteousness lead me to the right path the psalmist is praying to God and asking God and this is what God assures I wander around lost, but God leads me on the right paths. I feel like a stranger in a strange land. God always leads me home. If we believe that, it gets us through a lot of troubling times. It gets us through a lot of troubling times. I'm told, and I know I've shared with you before, because when we went to the Museum of Science and Industry, is that what it is, in Jackson Park in, in Chicago, I was so impressed to learn the difference between a prairie schooner and a Conestoga. I can't tell you the difference now, but on that Sunday, after coming back Saturday night, I told you about it, because I wanted to look smart. Um, but I'm, I'm told when, when, our, when native people not native to this country moved west, um, to the west. They did so in those big wagons and they followed the ruts or the paths that other people left. And those were the paths that led to the new um, villages being constructed beyond, beyond the mountains. Right paths, paths of righteousness. So it is with God. God sets us on paths. God doesn't determine what path we're going to walk. God just gives us paths. We get to choose. But when we're on those paths, we know whether they are well marked or not. We know that we're heading in the right direction. And we know we can trust that we're, we're being protected divinely by God's grace. A shepherd's rod. A shepherd's staff. That's the language the psalmist uses. Uh, the staff helps... Uh, helps the shepherd on the path, and the rod beats the sheep back onto the path. And that's how we are protected by God. God's road is not always scenic. It's not always so lovely. It's not always easy. Um, sometimes it's dark and deep. But ultimately, God's road is the safe road, and God's road is the right road. And just because we're on the road, God's road, doesn't mean we're all on the same road, does it? It means that God has tailored roads for us. And we have chosen differently, we have. God shepherds us on the right road. However, um, one must say about sheep, 
Sheep don't always follow. Did any of you grow up with sheep? Did any of you marry a sheep? I'm told sheep don't follow. Michael Linval tells a story, which I've told to you before in in part, but the the sheep of the Christmas Eve pageant are not behaving, the little children. They're supposed to sit up and come up at a certain time. And finally, Alvina Wilson stands up and says, Sheep, act like sheep. And they sat very still for a moment. And then, because they grew up on farms where they had sheep, They acted like sheep. And they went crazy. They were all over the place. Alvina had lost that war. The Christmas Eve pageant, you'll be happy to know, still came off. Sheep don't always listen. Sheep don't always follow. Sheep don't always, or not always faithful. But the point of the psalm here, I think, is the psalmist is always faithful. The shepherd is always faithful. The sheep may not be, but the shepherd is always faithful. The psalmist says that God is a shepherd. God is a shepherd who makes me lie down, restores my soul, leads me in paths of righteousness, is with me, comforts me, prepares a table for me, and anoints me. It's this God who is doing this work, not the sheep, notice, but the shepherd, the shepherd God doing this work. So surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. God will hound me. The shepherd will be with me. The shepherd will be with me all the days of my life. A fair translation of that line um, is surely goodness and mercy shall follow me or surely goodness and mercy shall dog me or hound me. That's what shepherds do. They are close by And a good shepherd always knows where the sheep are and what they need. We in the church call Jesus the good shepherd. And we listen to his voice. And what he says, we follow. Where he points, we go. Let's remember today that the good shepherd will be faithful even when we don't listen, even when we wander, or even when we ignore the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd follows me all the days of my life. What's the next line? The Good Shepherd follows me all the days of my life and... Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.